0: Hey, hey, welcome to Mona Sparrow. I am Rob, and with me is Left
1: And Seiji. Here we go.
2: I wanna. I wanna. I haven't played this game, but have you guys seen this new hit game called Fall Guys?
0: Uh, I've seen it. Uh, it's Jordan like, plays yeah. Oh, Other people, yeah.
2: It's like um, it's race, Takeshi's man. Castle, the video game. It looks super neat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's just
0: really like Mario Party buddy. games, right? In well, like, right
2: In a way, because like you, you've seen like Takeshi Castle, right? Where no, it's I'm just like. How that is. Well yeah, I'm sure you have. It's the English version was like Elite or MXC. Oh yeah. Most I have extreme. That. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I used it, to play drinking games of that. Yeah,
2: I figured you've seen that. Um <laughs> it's just Kenny fun. Yeah. And like it's basically the video game version of that, right? Where like there you they even have the exact same obstacles that, that show had where like there's all the doors set up and like there's fake doors you have to like just barrel through and it's just like a mad dash of the finish and it, it, it's, oh. it's 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 like, it's, it's exactly like that, the concept of that show in a video game and it's really neat. It's It's really neat
0: base, but it's actually an obstacle course kind of thing. Like, yeah. Oh, that sounds way more interesting. This is what I get for not looking things up and just judging on the surface. Another lesson for people not to do: don't don't just judge on the surface of things. I
2: mean, I haven't watched a whole lot about it. I've seen like a few things, and it just uh, it's a cool little game. It's was a sixty players start kind of thing, yeah. and then each each race mini course obstacle game thing. Is it um, just
0: a, a PC people? now?
2: I prob probably.
0: I came on PS4 or Switch. Switch. I'd probably consider it. About it says
2: it. it's on PS4.
0: Oh, cool! Uh, Switch upgrade rumors. There's been some more. Potentially decent, uh, decently sourced rumors of a switch upgrade next year. What do you, whether or not that's true is irrelevant, I and mean, it's probably gonna happen at some point. But what do you guys think about it? Because I, I would love a switch upgrade, I still use my original switch, I, I would buy uh, a more powerful one.
2: I just bought mine not long ago, so I'm good with them keeping this as the ultimate switch for a long time.
0: Wait, the, the 2DS is not there's a, the, the, the switch lights on the ultimate switch.
2: Uh, well, it's, it's I mean like switch, but like it's not really. It still plays all the same. Yeah, game. but you can with switch. a few exceptions because I can't use motion controls. But who wants to use fucking motion controls in the first <laughs> place?
0: You can't do the the what's in the name with it. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it like ha, like a point five switch or something. Point 0.5 Point switch. five. It doesn't have both capabilities. Switch. I, I, I have no issue with the switch light. I think it's fine. I just uh I like your description so ultimate switch <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: I just really meant that that like the mod the modern switch you mean the can, latest. Like, yeah, yeah yeah um because like I don't want them to come out with because it kinda of, it frustrated me. I remember when they came out with the the new three DS XL and there was like some games that would only run on it because it had the fucking analog button thing. I wasn't even it had
0: that. more RAM and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I don't,
2: cool. I don't want that for the Switch. I don't want them to start putting out games for the Switch. It's like, oh, yeah. you need the new Switch two to play, you know, these four awesome games. Like, fuck you if, if you do that. I'd be that super would be the wrong it.
0: way to do it for sure. I, I'm with you. Every game should be playable on the, the greatest Switch, just the, you know, the uh, the light, and the regular Switch, um, and the new new one, but I'm okay with the new one being better, and if they, there's a graphic upgrade, or it runs Fine better, or yeah. there's more space, blah, blah, blah. I'm cool with all that, just, you should be able to play all the games on that platform, so they've yeah, they, they, sure. been fucked up on the uh, 3DS XL, although I like the new 3DS Oh, uh,
2: I liked it too, I just, I wasn't going to get it, because I... It, I also it was a very similar situation where I literally just got my 3ds XL and then they came out with like the yeah. new 3ds XL like four or five months later and it's like and they damn. usually
0: do like sales and shit before a new one comes out so people will clean up the older stock before the new stuff even comes out anyways so they're being tricky 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 dicky I don't know uh, I don't think I think that it'll play or rather I don't I don't usually they don't do that so the, the 3ds XL was kind of a an exception, it was only like Xenoblade and like a couple other games, anyways. I don't think it was that many games. It's
2: there there really wasn't a lot. They're like my complaints are and and
0: SNES valid games here for some reason, right? right. Like, I can, I can buy Earthbound. I played Earthbound when we did it for the episode on my 3DS, and it only works for the new 3DS for some reason. Uh, I guess I guess the Super Nintendo needed that extra RAM that the uh, 3DS didn't need. Oh. <laughs> 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 so dumb. Uh, yeah, but I'll buy it, of course I'm a sheeple, I'll I'll buy um, I'm gonna buy the PS5 as soon as I can too at the very least it'll play my PlayStation 4 games uh, nicer speaking of PlayStation 4 natural segue by a natural host, Uh, Ghost of Tsushima I've been playing, I'm playing it since, since last episode, since the two, three weeks ago gotta say, I'm loving it great game beautiful, it's fun addictive um i recommend it i would no damage it it's great
1: what is the most similar game it reminds you of
0: horizon zero done Mm, okay but with a better or no not better story it's a different story i like horizon more still uh you know it's an open world game um you but you're playing as a as a it's in ancient japan i think it's in what 12 or 1300s i guess the mongols mongolians are invading. You gotta you gotta help your uncle. You Got to retake back. You gotta retake Tsushima. And uh, there's also like little like there's a lot like the the game is so full. Like the game is always rewarding you for doing stuff. Like for exploring. I hate when games are open world and shit and you you barely find anything. But in this one there's like you could find a bunch of different types of vanity gear like you know change the way your swords look or your or your or new gear for your new like cosmetic stuff and then also things that improve your gameplay like giving you more health by finding hot springs or praying at fox shrines and and you get like different charms and stuff and and just helping out random people will, will help you progress to reward your legend which gets you more stuff it's like it's always rewarding you for doing things and i really appreciate that because i love exploring games but i i, I hate when i find this really cool spot and i'm like man this looks like something specials here and there's nothing there and it pisses me off so much when i'm playing games like they do that to me uh so yeah i like that and, you know also grappling hooks are a lot of fun and uh, I just unlocked the grappling hooks. well, not just a few days ago and it's, it's a lot of fun I like swinging on shit. Uh, yeah, it's fun. it's cool it's uh I, and I don't even like I don't even like uh modern like history I like prehistory uh, but I'm still really getting into the game regardless and and artistically man, oh it's beautiful especially like when they have the like li- like uh the cinema box cut scenes and stuff where it looks kind of like an older samurai movie. oh it's so nice. I love it. I guess to compare it to something you've played, it's probably more closer to Breath of the Wild. Except, of course, that you can't just go to the last castle and kill the, the boss right away. So it's not true open world, then? Uh, by P1's <laughs> definition, no. By, my defini- by the, game, the definition that gamers have for open world, I would say it is open world, yeah. But the story is still a story, so you have to follow it. In order to uh, to understand it.
1: Yep. so I'm looking at the Metacritic score, and it has an 83. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, I think 83 is good. But like, I've I've only ever heard like good things about this game. Like, what justifies like a low 80s in your opinion?
0: I don't know. That's that's actually really interesting. I wonder why it is so low. I I, I should read some of the. I don't, usually don't read reviews as much nowadays, uh, but uh, I should look into it because I don't. There's nothing. I mean, eighty-three seems fine to me. If I were to consider, if games were, were always rated like decently, like fairly, yeah. yeah. But most games like this are all always in the higher ratings. So why is it lower than other ones that are similar? I don't. I don't know. Maybe the setting isn't as appealing to people. Yeah, as like firing arrows at machines.
1: Because Horizon Zero Dawn has an eighty-nine, which is like super good, right? And it sort of matches your opinion. That's why I was asking.
0: Very similar games, like like gameplay wise, like these are very similar.
1: Do you you feel like you
0: only like Horizon more because you were more into the the story wise aspect of it? Absolutely. Okay. Story. uh, The story and setting in Horizon, which is is
2: which is purely subjective to case by case.
0: Of course. Yeah. And I I feel like um, yeah, because you know Horizon's more it's more grand because of course you have all the ruined cities and you have giant. Robot dinosaurs and stuff. That's it's, it's for someone like me. That's hard for me to not like that more. Uh, but if you like older samurai stuff or or history and shit, then I would imagine you'd like this one more. Uh, they play similar. I actually think that I actually find that uh, Go Tsushima plays a bit better than Horizon. Although maybe you got more options in Horizon. I don't know. I find the games are very similar. Like, these types of games, like Horizon, even even um, the Uncharted games and, and Last of Us, despite being a little more linear, especially the Uncharted games, the gameplay of these games, the quote PlayStation 4 uh, first party type of games, uh, they all play very similar. The, the, there's a template for open world games. Yeah, They're you're like, you're, all
2: you're all right about You're really right about that. Yeah.
0: And I and I'm okay with that. Like when I pick up one of these games, it's kind of funny. Within like minutes, you know exactly what you're doing because the control scheme is so similar to. It's kind of like when you play a, a game like uh, Black Ops and other shooters, you kind of know what you're doing right away because they all use the same core just to to build their game. Um, I don't know. I think they focused more on, in terms of, Ghost um, of Tsushima, more on representing the time period. And having story and uh, aesthetics, I think cause it's a very, very beautiful game. Uh, I think that to me, that felt like what the focus was, and not on, you know, flipping the the genre on its head. But I don't know. I, out of all the open world games I've played, I've never felt more rewarded for exploring than I have in Ghost of Tsushima. So that that part's very nice for me, because I like exploring games. I like finding things. I like I like my exploration to matter too, and most and you know you know you could say well the exploring is what matters you don't need to find anything it's it's the adventure but i'm playing a video game and i would <laughs> would like to find headbands that i'll never equip or or sword prints that i don't necessarily want to use because i want to find something reward me for my hard work that's what i want anyways good game so how far into the game are you uh, a little over halfway i think okay yeah, yeah so- i've been exploring like crazy like unlike other games like i usually at this point or before this point i would have kind of been like all right i'm just going to speed rush the the end but the but the size of the game is massive it's a huge game and i just finished uh like kind of going through everything i of interest in the bottom part of the map and now i'm just kind of moving through the next two areas but the game has three acts and i'm on act two so it's kind of as long as you want it to be because there's a lot of extra shit you can do but although like the little character storylines are all very interesting like the people you're helping and stuff it's it's a, it's a lot of fun and yeah and usually it leads to cool stuff like a new bow or badass looking armor that kind of thing good game. So
1: I skimmed yeah. through the uh, some of the reviews of the games and they seem to be pretty consistent as to why cool what is um, it um no I won't tell
0: you because I think okay. it will spoil you but all right when I'm done tell me what what it is when I finish the game
1: yeah you, you, you you'll probably or tell I'll, me I'll, but yeah we'll see yeah
0: all right cool I'll be interested to hear what that is you're right I don't want it to notice it because then it will bother me uh so yeah i'll finish it for my own opinion and then and then i'll hear i'll be curious to know what people didn't like about it maybe, maybe i'll agree but it won't be enough to have bothered me it's it's an, i'm pretty lean
1: 83 is excellent right
0: yeah, it, yeah i consider that a very good score too but people will look at an 83 for a first party game like uh,
2: that's not very good why isn't 93
0: it's my voice for um playstation only players
2: should have been a hundred and three
0: uh that's all i had before topic. What about you guys?
2: Uh, I saw that <laughs> Sony's putting more of their exclusive games to PC here soon. So oh, really? Hopefully. Yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima might eventually see a PC oh. release much sooner than Horizon did, which just got released to PC like two weeks ago or something like that.
0: Oh, I didn't even know they were, they were doing that. that. Does that mean Bloodborne will be on PC as well?
2: No, oh, that's a really fun I possibility. I know, my right?
0: AP would love that. Yeah,
2: that would be really cool. I would love to see Bloodborne on PC. Um, Especially now that like Horizon just like went to PC and like everyone's gone crazy about it. So, it hopefully makes sense
0: that If Sony wants to make more money, put games that people are really want to play. Like, everybody, everybody's wanking for the Souls games, and, and Bloodborne is basically. Eight, one of right? Those. Yeah. And some people, like my partner, claim it's the best of all of them. So, it's never, really good. I really like Bloodborne myself. If it wasn't so long, I, I would play it sooner. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I own it somewhere. That's good. Uh, I, sh- I like to play it, kind of. I don't know, man. Those games are brutal, though. I mean, like, uh, it's not the difficulty that bothers me. I can handle that. It's just because yeah. it's so fucking long. Like, it's like a fifty-hour game of, of but like... like. But like, how long is Ghost of Tsushima? Also like... too long. But I'm playing. But I don't. <laughs> but I chose to play that one, so it's on me. Uh, when people are trying to make me play a game, and it's really long, then it's it's a off for me because I don't even know if I'm going to like it. But I feel obligated to play it. If I start it. So it's, it's harder for me to... Uh, Man,
2: I, I quit so many friggin' games now. Like I, like, I get, like, I can't play any open world game. Like,
0: I, I, like, I love
2: looking at Ghost of Tsushima, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll never play it. Like, because I know that I'll play it for an hour, and then I'll get bored,
0: and I'll, 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 I'll put it down, so... I don't like them traditionally either, but I, I always find that when I play one, I generally, I generally do enjoy it. So I don't know uh, why I think I don't. I just
2: I continually want to get into these games, but I and I, I try and then I fail and I've given up. You
0: didn't even play Spider-Man? Nope. Oh Spider-Man's so
2: good. Didn't play Spider-Man. I couldn't play I got bored of playing Horizon. I got bored of playing God of War. I got bored of
3: oh, Breath God of, of the
2: Wild. I got I got bored of all these games because it's just there's it's, it's like, too you know. much. I need I need far more clear direct path rather than here's a gigantic world to explore because when you give me a million options i'm going to feel compelled to do do all all of them and then i burn out super quickly and then i'm not going to make it far in the game and i'm going to give up that's That's how my uh, mo when i play open world games
0: that's usually the same MMO for me. I'll, I will play and do everything I can for the first half, and then I'll burn out but still want to finish it. So usually I'll still finish the game by going through the rest of it. Um, hasn't happened to me yet in Tsushima, though. So fingers crossed. Like, continue to enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, whenever I hear new open-world games come out, I'm like, ah, I don't know. if I don't want to play that. But then if it has a really cool-looking fucking theme or something, like, all right, I, I do want to play that. And also sometimes it helps that everyone else is playing and talking about it. I'm like, fuck, that does sound fun.
2: <laughs> and like I'm not saying that like I think open world games are bad. I think they're super appealing. Um, it's just it's just not my thing.
0: That's, well, only that's all I've them, realized. When you when you list those games out though, you only mention one open world game. Well, those are all open world games. No, Breath of the Wild is the only open world game.
2: <laughs> well, because you can fight the boss right at the beginning.
0: That's the truest open world game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was our, our old friend friend of the show and occasional host P1 who said that it's the only true open world game. So I'm with him. <laughs> uh, I noticed, Seiji, that you're playing with the mirror board here a little bit. We got something. You got something you want to say?
1: Yeah, I remember something that, that was video game related uh, nice. since the last episode. There was this uh, Netflix series called High Score. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I have not. Heard. It's a six-episode video game history kind of show. Mm -hmm. So each episode focuses on a particular... uh, You could say either a game or a genre or an era, like a, a time period of gaming. And it's interesting because it's not really meant to people that really love video game history because as I was watching it, I was like, well, that's not completely... Like, either <laughs> either true or in the right order. Or they're missing this detail or this other detail. But what I like about this is that they actually have a lot of uh, celebrities, you, you, you might say. They have very interesting interviews, like the guy that made Space Invaders. His name is escaping me right now. Um, they have uh, that artist that you like from Final Fantasy. What's his name?
0: Oh, Amano. Amano. Movie, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And what is really cool is that they get them to sort of like, well, some of the developers do it more than others, but they sort of like act parts or they dress up funny or they do. Oh, really? They have really good B-roll, right? That's they have like Amano, like actually, you know, painting. um <laughs> with, you know, watercolors and stuff and talking about what his inspiration was back in the day and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. They have Roberta cool. Williams from Sierra Games. Well, they also have oh. Ken, but they focus more on on Roberta. Um, they have... When they're talking about Doom, so <laughs> um, they have John Romero and stuff like that, right? So it's pretty cool. When they have... Uh, you, you guys know uh, Lord British, uh, Richard Garriott? Um, no. He is the creator of Ultima. Oh, so. yes, sir. So that guy's big, uh, uh, he's, he's famous for, for Ultima. But um, apparently he's uh, a big fan of, of Dungeons and Dragons. He, he was, he's dressing up and like this weird like cosplay kind of thing. <laughs> and he's just like talking about, you know, the origins of the RPGs and, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. It's cool if you don't know everything about history. I think you will enjoy it more. Um, if you're just interested in video games in general. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. If you are super nitpicky with like history details, you're probably not going to love it. So, yeah, I just want to mention it because I think it's pretty cool. I think uh, whenever yeah, yeah. they put the the spotlight on the actual developers talking about stuff and, you know, some of some of them are are old right now and they're they're not really notable in video game making anymore. So it's pretty cool that they have them talk about, you know, you know, their old projects and stuff like that. So I like it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I might check that out at some point. All right. Shall we move on towards the topic? Yes. Up next. Topic. It was a dark and stormy night. Storms lashed the rugged terrain of Donkey Kong Island, home of the famous video game Ape and his family and friends. Near Donkey Kong's treehouse, a small monkey named Diddy cowered in fear of the savage lightning which periodically illuminated the lush, dark jungle that covered most of the island. Donkey Kong had assigned Diddy to guard duty in the awful night. And he was not happy about his fate. Donkey Kong's earlier pep talk kept creeping back into Diddy's mind.
3: Okay, little buddy, Donkey had said in his patronizing voice. It's part of your hero training. You've got to stand guard tonight over my bananas. I'll relieve you at midnight, so try and stay awake until then. Buddy? Yeah, right.
0: Now he was alone. Alone unless you counted the unknown threats which lurked behind every tree that he glimpsed during the lightning flashes. (laughs) The Kremlings were out there, this much was certain. They coveted Dunk Tong's banana stockpile, the largest on the island and probably in the whole world. A treasure in potassium and vitamin A. The perfect food.
1: Ah, delicious bananas!
0: The thought of DK's golden hoard almost made Diddy forget his uncomfortable situation, but a rustling in the undergrowth and the sound of several snapping twigs brought him out of his reverie. Diddy challenged the sounds in the dark and dripping foliage. There was no answer but the flashing of claws and teeth, followed by a fleeting vision of many reptilian eyes and cracked thunder. Diddy somersaulted into the fray with his signature cartwheel attack, but he was quickly overcome by the weight of many scaly assailants. The enormous bulk of clump the Kremlin landed on top of Diddy, knocking him senseless. His last memory was of a hissing voice.
1: It's the small one. Seal him inside this barrel and toss it in the bushes. Donkey Kong's bananas are ours.
0: The barrel was closed on Diddy, blotting out even the fleeting light of the storm. Seconds later, the barrel flew into the air, courtesy of Klump's army boot, assisted punt, and Lina roughly the jungle foliage. Diddy Kong knew. The entire Donkey Kong clan was oblivious as the Kremlins then loaded the banana hoard into their Kremlins' cart and wheeled them off through the jungle, leaving an obvious trail of dropped fruit from their overloaded conveyances. The next morning, Donkey Kong was awakened by a frantic shouting of his name. Keep it down! He growled. He suddenly realized what time it was. Morning already? I slept through my watch. Falling out of bed and through his treehouse <laughs> door, Donkey Kong slid down the treehouse ladder without using any of the rungs and assumed his characteristic fighting pose with sun-blinded, squinting eyes. <laughs> One swift blow was all that would needed to leave his, him sprawled on the floor. Face down, he groggily rolled over to see the... Familiar wrinkled white beard, grouchy face of his old granddad, Cranky Kong, peering down at him. In his heyday, Cranky was the original Donkey Kong who battled Mario in several of his own games. What'd you do that for? Donkey Kong asked, knowing full well that Cranky was prone
3: to cuffing him at every whim. Take a look inside your banana key. You're in for a big surprise. Cranky cackled. Ha 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 ha
0: ha. Ducky find race as he vaulted into the cave and peered inside. Inside of the dull golden glow of thousands of bananas, there was only a few discarded peels. There had been trampled in the they had been trampled in the dirt by hundreds of reptilian feet, judging from the many three-toed footprints that covered the damp cavern
3: floor. But what about Diddy's gone too? Cranky laughs. Ha ha ha! That's what you get for shirking your responsibility, you good for nothing bum. In my days he would have been happy to stand guard in the rain that might have meant having an extra frame of animation. Poor, of having rain would have been impossible giving our pitiful processing power, but...' <laughs> Donkey Kong stood there in stunned
0: disbelief and hadn't heard most of what Frankie said. "'Diddy. Gone. My little buddy!' He murmured to himself. Donkey Kong was suddenly filled with conviction. "'The
2: Kremlings will pay!' He raged. "'I'll hunt them down through every corner of my island "'till I have every last banana from my horde back.'
3: Find your little buddy and retrieve a bunch of bananas, Cranky snorted. What kind of game idea is that? Where's the screaming, damsel in distress?
2: Diddy's obsession with being like me has gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) He may be long away from being a true video game hero, but he had the guts, the reflexes,
3: the heart. If you ask me, neither of you are ready for prime time, Cranky interrupted. You'll never be as popular a character as I was. Why, in my heyday, kids lined up to play my games. The corners were stacked on the machine as they waited for their turn. If you go on this ridiculous venture, you'd be lucky to sell ten copies. Donkey Kong
0: fumed. He usually let Cranky's rambling go off his back, but this time it was different.
2: What do you know about adventuring, you flea-bitten old ape?
0: Yelled Donkey Kong, edging closer and closer, braving Cranky's cane until he was totally in his face. I'm sick of hearing about your boring
2: single-screen adventures. <laughs> Diddy's in trouble, my banana horde is gone, and I'm going to get them back.
0: Donkey Kong stormed off in search of his missing
3: buddy, following the trail of bananas as the Kremlins have dropped. Well, it's not exactly rescuing a princess. But it'll do it a pinch.
0: Cranky snorted as DK disappeared into the lush jungle. After a moment's hesitation, Cranky
3: followed him. The lad, they just need my help. He mumbled to himself. Kids today, they just don't have any respect for their elders.
0: And then he says, breaking the fifth wall. You're only reading this because you're bored. <laughs> 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 the topic this time. Seiji, I guess, would be a game that's considered very uh, like essential to many people that you'd play. It's like one of those classic games, like the Super Metroid game or Super Mario World. You should play this game. It's great. It's notable. It's uh, important. And as a, I never played it as a kid much, I played it at a friend's house and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember seeing it plastered in all like video game articles and and like not articles, Jesus Christ, magazines. I used to love gaming magazines back then. Nintendo you, like, Power. Yeah, it's all I could afford because I couldn't really buy any games. No, so I no, would no. get like EGM and and Nintendo Power. We're like, oh, I wish I was playing this game right now. Or you'd rent it sometimes. So you know, and also like uh, I used to listen to uh, OC OC Remix online all the time back when I was like in high school and stuff. I mean, the site still exists, but uh for a long time back then, most of the fucking music was from Donkey Kong. I swear to God. People remixing the underwater theme. And uh, yeah, so, so I've had this like parallel existence to Donkey Kong this, this entire, my entire life. But now it's my first time actually really playing through one of the, the games. And of course, we're talking about Donkey Kong Country. Say, do you want to introduce Donkey Kong Country? This is, this is more your choice than, uh, than ours. So feel free to, to lead the way a bit.
1: Before we talk about Donkey Kong Country, I wanted to talk about the timeline of the Donkey Kong franchise first because. Let's do it. I think the game itself is pretty interesting to talk about, but what is around it is equally interesting, if not more. <laughs> so I don't want to get into the history of the first Donkey Kong game because it's very, very interesting. How you know how it was made from Radar Scope and all that kind of stuff. Like you should look it up, or, or maybe you we can, can talk about it.
0: it. Yeah, I'd love to do an episode on Donkey Kong because that's easy to play.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but the original arcade game was huge back in the days it's in the yeah. in the golden era of video games like when arcades were all the rage and the first donkey kong game was released in July 1981 so that's a long time ago but back in the days nintendo wasn't the nintendo that we know right now nintendo was just starting with video games they were actually making toys mechanical games and stuff like that it is not the first nintendo game but it's for sure the first one that had this level of success mm. and back in the day there were already some consoles the atari 2600 the atari 7800 the ColecoVision, it wasn't the intellivision it wasn't the apple 2 it wasn't the commodore you know it was everywhere so donkey kong was so successful that they actually uh there's a trilogy there's donkey kong first one and then there's donkey Kong jr in august 1982 so almost a year later they released donkey Kong jr i don't know if you guys played this game but it's quite different than uh the first one
2: i always prefer junior to the uh, original
1: yeah it's a bit more fun i guess because uh, the mechanics are a bit more involved you have to like climb yeah and stuff like that it was also pretty successful and then there's donkey Kong 3 which is very different because you control this guy with uh I don't know how to say it, but it it's like a box spray of sorts and it's it's pretty weird. In the first one and the second one, I I guess Donkey Kong is kinda of like the villain. And in the second one, which is Donkey Kong Jr., you're controlling Donkey Kong Jr. and you're rescuing your father from Mario. So the, the so between Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. the
0: the roles are uh are different here. Isn't Donkey Kong like Mario's pet in the first one? He gets out. I don't think he was sentient yet, or nor was he having, or, nor was he having children, <laughs> or his prisoner
1: of sorts. Anyway, um, there's um. also a lot of of really cool, interesting things around this time because of the success of Donkey Kong and how Universal I think uh, sued them for copyright infringement and stuff like that. That's oh, pretty yeah. pretty interesting, but I'm not gonna go into it. Oh, it is mentioned on that high score. Show that I was mentioning. Anyway, parallel to the arcade trilogy, there is the Game Watch series, which had a lot of games for Nintendo. In 1982, they released a version of Donkey Kong uh, that looks a lot like a DS, if you're looking at the screenshot there. Uh, It has two screens, so it was like a huge deal. And then there's Donkey Kong Jr. also. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but... There's no game that is called Donkey Kong Two, except uh, for the Gaming Watch game, which which oh. is called Donkey Kong Two.
0: What's the second Donkey Kong called? Like the the Junior one? Is this called Donkey Kong Junior? Yep, Donkey Kong Junior. Who's the yes. mother of, of Donkey Kong Junior? Candy. Is the is this Donkey Kong Junior the same as Diddy, or is Diddy d- totally different?
2: Well, no. Donkey Kong Junior is a gorilla and. In- Uh, Diddy's a chimpanzee, right?
0: They might have have retcon stuff. That's fair. Just making sure. Asking questions.
1: Cranky Kong is the Donkey Kong from... Right, 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 yeah. So Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country would be like its son or the successor. Donkey Kong Jr., probably. So Diddy Kong was supposed to be Donkey Kong Jr., but Nintendo told them that the design was too different so either redesign Diddy Kong or make it a new character and they went with the new character Mm -hmm. well
2: the Donkey Kong Jr. arcade game that is the Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country is is what we're saying because that's the junior Donkey Kong so oh yes Cranky's the original then Donkey Kong Jr. from that arcade game is the same Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country
1: True. Yeah, that might be the case. Yeah. Of, cu- of course, this is not official, right? Yeah.
0: No, of course not. But I want it. But,
1: I mean, <laughs> it's implicit. Um, There is a very rare game. I don't know if you have it, Rob. It's Donkey Kong Jr. Math for the NES.
0: I don't think I do. Uh, I do know the game, though.
1: Yeah, it's just Donkey Kong Jr., but... It- math there's some math stuff in there i i think it's pretty rare that i know is one of the most expensive games in the nes oh yeah i definitely don't have it then. um and there's also donkey kong classics on the nes that one is a combination of donkey kong and donkey kong jr but not the third one because the third one, Fuck the third one. um was not successful it's been wrecked on. from 1988 to 1994 there were no games that that had Donkey Kong as a protagonist until Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, right in 1994, which is the same year right. as Donkey Kong Country. That that part is interesting. So I guess that Nintendo was trying to revive this this franchise, yeah. which was basically what built uh, Nintendo as a video game company. I guess
0: it's interesting to just let it go, you know, because they 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 never let Mario go, for example, but they for a while they kind of forgot about Donkey Kong. That's sad. I mean, not for me. I don't really, I don't really like Donkey Kong that much. But that's uh, it's sad that they would, they would just forget that pivotal part for mm-hmm. so long. So long, Nintendo. Why? Yeah.
1: So the game called Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, um, yeah. is a different game. It's not a port. is Is not based on any of the previous games. It's the mechanics. I mean, mechanically, it is similar to the first one, but mm. it's a it's a different game. And then we get to. November, 1994, Donkey Kong Country is released. The trilogy was released in consecutive years, the three of them in November, but one year apart, 94, 95, 96. Something that I learned through researching this is that Donkey Kong Country was called Super Donkey Kong in Japan. Oh, super. Mm -hmm. That makes it way cooler. Or super. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And there's also the, the Donkey Kong Trilogy exists on the Game Boy as Donkey Kong Land
0: 2 and 3. Hmm. I have those uh, in boxes. Complete. Nice. I, got them I had a hard
2: time playing Square. the Game Boy ones. I remember. It's yeah, good. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't very fun. Mostly just because it was limitations with the Game Boy.
0: But. They did a pretty good job making it look like uh, the Super Nintendo version, though, despite the clear limitations. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll give them that for sure.
0: Yeah. They don't look as bad.
1: But they play pretty badly, that I remember. (laughs) Um, And just, I I don't want to go into the rest of the franchise, but I'll just mention that immediately after the release of Donkey Kong Country 3 in 1996, the next year, on November, we got Diddy Kong Racing. So if you see, like, for every holiday season from 94 to 97, we got a Donkey Kong Country-related game developed by Rare. So that's pretty huge. And there's a one-year gap between Diddy Kong Racing and Donkey Kong. Uh, 64, and that's where I will end my timeline.
0: (laughs) Diddy Kong Racing went first introduced Conquer, right? No, uh, No. not Conquer. Uh, um, Wait, am I thinking Conquer? Uh, No, Lucky Super Lucky Tales wasn't that. No, my brain's misfiring. No, yeah, you're it, correct. We did it. It's conquer. We yep. it. Yeah, it's conquer. Fucking left, maybe. Yeah. I guess no,
2: no, he wasn't introduced in that. Was yeah, he? I'm pretty sure
0: he was. I'm his I don't first appearance was in Diddy Kong. <laughs> what yeah.
2: are you talking about? Didn't we play a game for him that was before Diddy Kong?
0: The I'm pretty sure it wasn't. So, was it? I think no, it was no I'm pretty sure it was. It. Yeah. Check. Look, uh, it, look it up. Conker's
1: Pocket Tales, right? Ninety nine. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Shut up, left. <laughs> I know. The most about Conquer, a game I've never played before. I'm a big Conquer fan. I, I like the Mighty Pooh. That's something from Conquer, right? Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know Conquer real well. Real well. More than you, you fake fan. Weird.
2: I thought he was in something before that. I'm gonna gatekeep you. Yeah, I'm I guess to- so. Games, I like Conquer, <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to ever play a Conquer game ever.
1: I forgot to mention that there were other Donkey Kong games for the Gaming Watch. There was Donkey Kong oh. Circus and Donkey Kong Hockey. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> hockey! What? Yeah. I think it was just a hockey game that was skinned with Donkey Kong on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine they combine the elements of both games. You're like climbing up all the the rafters and stuff, firing off pucks, puckers at uh, at uh, whatever the enemies of Donkey Kong, Mario's.
1: Some of these gaming watch are so interesting looking like the shapes of the actual device
0: that hockey one looks
2: Really interesting. I definitely recommend people google that. That is a weird looking console for lack of better words.
0: Yeah Nintendo loves trying weird shit out.
2: Yeah
1: During the week, I watched this retrospective of Donkey Kong Country by this YouTube channel called King K. I don't know if you guys have um, heard about this uh, YouTube channel. It's King K. like like oh. It's all like King K. role, which is the, uh, yeah, yeah, the main yeah. villain here in Donkey Kong Country. And it was interesting to me because he was saying that he doesn't really like platforming games because he's very into immersion in what makes him immerse into a game is really the environments like the world building the story the characters and all these kinds of things and platformers he his opinion was that most of them are built very overtly as obstacle courses right so platforms are like floating and and really the whole purpose of of a platform is just to getting point a to point b and the theme is very secondary to the game itself so he can't get into platformers is the same way he can get into other games where story and environment is first. Right. But he was right. saying that in the context of how he feels that Donkey Kong Country is built a little bit more consciously regarding this aesthetic that he has right and it, and it is true like if you if you look at these games right even super mario world which i consider to be a superior game in terms of the platforming but it is true that in terms of how integrated the world is it's not as good as a donkey Kong country kirby superstar also which also is, is a great game but you see in, you know the the hud And the, you know, the in-game information, like numbers and stuff like that, that indicates to you that the objective is not really to get into the world in the same way. And and it's always reminded you about, you know, the power-ups and your your HP and and everything is represented in a more artificial way than it is in Donkey Kong Country, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you see Donkey Kong Country, uh, there's no HUD, there's no numbers in there. When you collect the banana, your counter slides into the world, but then it goes away. And most of the time, there's no platforms per se, right? Right. It, it's a ground with a slope, and if if there's a platform, it's, it's justified in the sense that it might be some sort of a mound or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, I prefer that too. I'm I'm with that opinion of
1: preference. And it's very interesting. Like I never thought about that as an innovation because back in the day, it was all about the graphics, right? Yes. 100%. The three D models and look how advanced it is and all this and all that.
0: Last processing, man.
1: But you know, but looking back at it, like when I'm playing Donkey Kong Country specifically, I feel that yes, it is a little bit outdated and, and all that, but you know, compared to Donkey Kong Country two, which is the superior game in the trilogy in my opinion, it's also pretty limited. There's like five environments in total. Um the game doesn't have that much variety. But after watching that video that understanding his points, it really Made me appreciate, you know, that back in, in this time specifically, this way of designing worlds was mm. novel. Yeah, you're right. How did you guys experience Donkey Kong Country back in the day when it was first released? Or what were your thoughts when you first saw it and stuff like that?
0: I have this memory. Uh, I would have been in grade three or four. And I remember walking to a friend's place. I can still see it. go. I don't remember the friend's name, but I can visualize where he lived and and what... Kind of what the apartment looked like. I remember going upstairs and he had a bunch of games. And that was the one that I played and, I, and slash watched him play. We also played Power Rangers, uh, which was really exciting. But yeah, I remember uh, Donkey Kong and, and thinking that it looked really cool. I don't remember much else about it. I remember it was the water stage and I don't think I did very well in it. <laughs> but uh, outside of that experience, I don't think I played it until... Jeez, it might have been a little bit after high school. Maybe on some ROMs. But even then, I never really would ever get too, too far. I would try to play it, and then I'd be like, ah, it's okay, and then I would, would stop. And then we also tried to play it back when we were bothering to make YouTube videos, and I played it with a faulty controller, and uh, that also <laughs> soured the uh, experience. But my third time, I guess you could say, my third official time trying to play, was uh, much better. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit more uh, this time around. Remember you left. Um,
2: it's actually, like, kind of a... Donkey Kong Country is, is kind of, like a game that really stands out in my memory because it was the first real video game that I had a lot of hype for because my dad got really excited about it because now my my dad was really like interested in in, like technology and wanted to see like cooler graphics not that he's a very technical person by any means but he had a, a good interest in it and he really liked Um, when he saw like some stuff for Donkey Kong Country, he got really into it and he ended up getting me like those old, like VHSs. Remember you have like the Aladdin VHS? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I had he he got me the Donkey Kong Country 1 and him and I would would watch it a lot and like <laughs> for like the the couple months like leading up to it because we were like almost following the development of the game and That's it so came funny. out in in November and and I was going to get it for Christmas was the the plan, right? Was, that was going to be my Christmas present that year and I was like super excited. Then my dad tried to like pull like a funny joke and then he was like, "Yeah, it's sold out everywhere. So I can't get it." sorry and then (laughs) sure enough it was it was there in the morning but um so it was like for me like it's it's really like it's a very strong memory of donkey kong country because it was literally the first game that i ever experienced video game hype for and it was a kind of a bonding thing with my dad and i and he we we played it together but he was he was pretty terrible at it um so he never he kind of gave up on playing it but um. Uh, it, was, it was a fun time, so I have morning, very man. fond early memories of uh, Donkey Kong Country.
0: That's a beautiful story, not sarcasm at all. <laughs> if my dad had stuck around, maybe I would have had memories like that.
3: Oh! <laughs> ouch,
0: ouch. <laughs> Sorry, a little dark humor for the show.
1: Something that I wanted to mention, too, is... If, if we're talking about the gameplay now um, a little bit, is how... In each one of the levels, there's a sort of a right way to play it. I don't know if you guys noticed that, right? The enemies come into screen at the, just the right moments. If it's an enemy that is floating around like a, like a vulture or something like that. Um, if you are trying to like speedrun the game, there's a clear way to do it, right? There's always like the right jump. It's all, it's all about timing. So th- the first time that you play or the first few times that you play a, a stage is not really apparent. Because you're observing and getting acquainted with all of this. But as you play and replay the game, there's always, like, game is telling you, like, how to, you know, tackle that flow of each stage. And in that sense, this is something that I read. It is true that it's more similar to Sonic in, in some regards than it is to Mario. I guess it's a, it's a good, like, mix of both of those things. Did you guys notice that thing that I'm mentioning? This This flow to each level?
2: Oh, oh, 100%, 100%, especially, like, with the fact, I mean, maybe, maybe this is completely different, but, like, there's a lot of barrels slightly hidden off screen as well that can kind of, like, shortcut you through levels and stuff, yeah. too, and it kind of, like, fits into that flow. And, and I feel like, like, I don't know all the secrets in this game, but some levels, I feel like if you get that flow right, you can finish the level in, like, no time at all because there's all these hidden barrels off screen, if, if that's kind of the same thing.
0: i think what you're talking about was like uh it's just a memorization thing right everything's set up a certain way that if you do it at the exact right time you'll just glide through the stage almost like parkour or something yeah Uh, i i didn't notice it while playing it in this in that respect uh, as obvious until you pointed it out but once you pointed it out absolutely there would be times where i would die and then my next attempt like most games it just becomes easier but yeah it's become significantly easier if you memorize where and when to to perform right action
1: yeah i agree with that but also what love mentioned i think it's it feels pretty embryonic in the first game about like bonus stages and what you do in the bonus stages and how you get to these to uh to these parts in the second game it's a lot of fun to discover a lot of the hidden stuff in each stage a lot of things that you can collect you start seeing the beginnings of this collect-a-thon kind of mentality that they use in the other games in Donkey Kong country 64 and in Vanjikazoie, you know these kinds of games where there's like different kinds of like tokens and stuff like that you need to collect in the first game there's a system of there's an exclamation mark that you get uh to the title of the stage if you get all the secrets did you guys notice that
2: right right i i i, I had when i was a kid i remember that i did not do any completion when I played through it recently, but yes, I do recall that now that you mention it. Huh, that's cool. That's and cool. one thing, one thing that that I kind of liked about this game that a lot of its contemporaries didn't have was, you know, the multiplayer aspect. Oh yeah, um, and, and not only was it like you know you could co-op, but you could also do like a versus multiplayer where you know Rob and I could be playing. One would be like the red donkey and diddy team. It would be the yellow donkey and diddy team, I believe. And then you just see who makes it further. I've never like played oh. it like a whole lot that way, but I, I have tried it a few times, and and it's kind of neat. But it takes a long time because it, like basically I play through one level, then you play through that level, and oh, then we just keep game, going. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like man. it's like one well, other person's watching while well, the other person tries a level kind of thing and then you hope they lose so that you can pass them in the game. It's it's kind of a, a interesting like competitive way to play Donkey Kong. Um so it's it's kind of neat cuz you don't really see that ever. And even modern games don't really typically do that in a side scroller capacity. So it was it was a neat feature that never really seemed to
1: amount to much, but it happens.
0: It amounted to standing out in your memory.
2: There we go. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. I remember the cheat code in the beginning where you spell barrel, but with an A instead of an I.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah.
1: It gives you 50 lives in the beginning. I was oh, kind of cool. like, I was kind of necessary to beat this game for me anyway. <laughs> oh, hard. As, a,
2: as a kid, like, man, it was so freaking hard. And like, <laughs> I don't know. And I think, I think one thing that when you're talking about like how the flow of the game, and I think, I think how necessary it was for this game being that. You don't have a health bar. You only can take two hits technically if you have both Donkey and Diddy. So yeah, it can yeah. be very you know, unforgiving in, in that aspect. So it needs to flow better so that you don't feel super cheated when you get killed in one hit.
0: It's like um, uh, the bosses in this game, except for the cheat, cheat-ass last one, are uh, super easy. Yeah, And the stages are brutal. Uh, Or rather, they can be. I shouldn't say they all are. They're they're different. Like I didn't have such a hard time with this game that I wanted to. Like I played way less fun games than than this when it came to difficulty. But sometimes, man, some of it was just real shit moves. They
2: love their their favorite tactic. I found was to put a little claptrap dude right at the end of like almost every fucking stage so you think you're in there clear because you literally (laughs) see the exit and then it just like and there's literally like something like in the foreground that's kind of blocking it at first so you don't see it until it's too late so you get a lot of cheap deaths right at the end of levels which which i'm not a huge fan of um as some sort of warning or something being like you know if they could have at least announced the enemy better rather than literally just sneaking them in that you wouldn't see them,
0: never like that. About, it's like putting an enemy right before the flag in a Mario game, but one that could <laughs> Yeah,
2: exactly. Right? And
0: also you make the stage in that said Mario game extremely hard, which is yeah. not very really, like, But, uh, but you know, overall though, I, I wouldn't say the game is unfair. Usually it's pretty good, but when it comes to that ending stuff and sneaking shit in there, it's kind of a, a dick sometimes. But uh, yeah, but the bosses, whew, man, not 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 yeah. too too bad. Uh, I didn't have, I don't even think I really died in any of them. They're they're pretty easy. Also, I also have to say too that the minecart stages aren't all that bad. I don't know why all the all the hate is for them. They're pretty easy. Uh, even the later ones aren't that hard. You know, replaying game. it for
2: this, I know, I didn't have a problem with them either. But I remember as a kid struggling significantly. So.
1: The first minecart stage, I think, it's unfairly difficult compared to the later ones, because it comes so early.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, especially part of an early stage.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the the characters themselves, sure, because they're pretty different, and it's kind of brilliant the way they manage to to have this um, health system. Because as you said, left there's no health bar, but you have two characters, right? So when you have both of them, it's kind of like having what one hit point, right? Yeah, (laughs) but it's expressed in a very natural way, and you can change from one character to the other because not only it's not like you have like Mario and Luigi or like two Mario's or whatever, right? Um, donkey and diddy are pretty different are very very different i always almost always wanted to have diddy because he's i like Diddy more too he's faster he jumps a little bit higher the only real advantage to donkey is that because he's heavier some of the characters that diddy cannot uh,
0: beat by jumping on them donkey can there's a few points in the game where not having donkey sucks because of that reason I think I'm thinking later in the game where there's some platforming that has a lot of those big guys, and if you're Diddy and you don't hit it right, you get bounced off, and it's really obnoxious.
1: Yeah, in the chimp caverns, I think we'll we'll talk about the the world too. There's this difference that to me was a huge advantage when I uh, when I was playing it on the original Super Nintendo, but now with save states, I don't really care about it anymore. <laughs> which is that uh, Donkey Kong has this move where you, you press down and the attack button.
2: Ground pound kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it slaps yeah. The, the ground, right? Any view you slap on platforms that are composed of two trees. If you hit it just in the middle, you get 10 banana bunch. Which is very useful to get extra lives. Oh, neat. Apart from the differences, where they are similar is that both did in Donkey Kong. They have like an attack. Donkey rolls like a bowling ball kind of thing. And Diddy does a cartwheel. And by doing that, if you attack most enemies uh, frontally, you will beat them. And also, uh, as I was mentioning before, like those are part of the kind of a flow, because if you attack, it has a certain duration, right? But if you attack and beat an enemy, that duration is extended, so you can keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling, like connecting attacks and... That also gives you a slight boost in speed and you can get like longer jumps and stuff like that. Like you can get some sort of an inertia going on, which is really useful sometimes to get to certain parts of the stage.
0: There's also another thing we didn't mention yet was the the buddies that you can find that aren't. So that's an extra, extra hit in a way. It's an extra hit point. Uh I never found that them all that useful to be honest. They usually get me killed more often than I found, but uh what did what did you guys think? There is the uh like swordfish. The, an, the
2: animal friends?
0: Yeah, there's a rhino swordfish and a frog, I think. I and an know. ostrich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ostrich suck, man. Fucked my, my platforming off <laughs> got me killed all the time. And it's the, the parrot in this one too? He just carries
2: the light though, right? Squats. Yeah, can... it's in one yeah. stage.
1: Just, yeah, yeah. Just in one. Yeah. But um in the second game, is when when it carries you, right?
2: Yeah. Okay, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was in it, but yeah, he was just
3: yeah. The for the,
1: level. the animal friend system is is used a lot more in the second, the third game. Mm. Yeah, and it's much more useful. And also, the animals get uh, like a special move apart oh, from their nice. apart from their normal move. But in the in in the first game, they only have like the one thing that they can do
2: yeah like and and like i found the ostrich to be tough to control because he was you're just flying all over the damn screen and yeah, you'd man. usually get hit i agree with that but like the rhino the swordfish and the frog were the all like sick. super awesome man the I rhino was awesome too only we're if like,
0: you're not doing a lot of platforming uh, he's okay for platforming. he didn't, he didn't jump as high right Wasn't he he kinda... can,
2: but he they never gave you a platform he couldn't make
1: I, I think that Ramby, which is the rhino, he jumps <laughs> as high, but he falls heavier.
2: Yeah, because he he would also break the ground. Like there's sometimes there's like patches of dirt that would reveal yeah. like a, a tire for you to jump on, and Ramby would be able to reveal those by just don't doing a big awkward. jump too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The the yeah. physics of each animal is they they feel really different. Rambi has yeah, this this yeah. heavy feel. The ostrich is super light, but like he also can dog. hover around. And Winky is the well. Espresso is the ostrich, and Winky is the frog. And Winky just jumps really high. And for some reason, yeah. And for some reason, Winky can jump on bees,
0: which is weird. But I whatever. hate those bees. Not the bees. Am I right, guys? Am I right, Nick Cage fans? Not the bees. <laughs> ah, you get it. It's a meme. <laughs> That's fun to call that out. Uh, yeah, no, the the animal friends are okay, but I I don't know. I didn't find that they were as necessary. Like in a lot of games, I find. That Usually when there's animal buddies, the stages are kind of built around them, and I don't really get that vibe from – not from this one, at least.
2: I mean, I got that vibe a lot from any stage with with Winky, the (laughs) frog – because there was a lot of bees, in any stage where you would get Winky, and he was the only one who could jump on bees. So I kind of felt like Winky; I, his stages were really fitting him. And obviously, Ungard is any water level. Yeah, yeah, Ungard is
0: fine. Yeah, um, I mean, but
2: but with but with Ramby and and uh, what's his name, Espresso? Is that the ostrich?
1: Espresso, yeah.
2: Espresso, but they them maybe seem like they were just like tossed into any a little, fucking stage. They're
0: yeah. Proof- superfluous.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that, and I think that they also. Um, Try to fix that in the in the sequels.
0: Uh, Cool. Yeah. No. Those. So yeah. But but at the very least, they offer you an extra life, assuming you don't fall down. True. Very true. And then
2: and then they had fun mini games too. If you got like three medallions for 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 one of them, you'd go to an extra bonus stage where you'd be able to uh, get a whole bunch of lives if you found, especially if you found like the big golden one that like doubled your score, or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That stuff's kind of fun. I didn't get them very often. I I can't say I was really looking to explore uh, secrets. So I only found them by accident when I did. But I I thought they were pretty fun. You could definitely replay. This game has some good replay value, I think, if you're the type of person who likes to uncover every little thing. Yeah,
1: and so in terms of progression, um, it's very similar to super mario world or something like that where the whole map is composed of worlds and each world is composed of stages there are 40 stages in total and there are different like biomes uh the first one is like a well it's called congo jungle and it's very jungly and it has a water stage only but the rest of them are are uh, i guess they're they're using kind of like the same biome right uh, which yeah, is yeah jung- yeah it's all one world but- yeah but something they were able to do, and I, I guess it's part of, oh, it's an advantage of having used the the pre-rendered 3D graphics, is that they have stages that are, are in different times of the day. So they have different lightings. Oh, yeah. Um, that's true. And yeah. And there's like rain and stuff like that. And um, and the music also goes really well with each one of the stages. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. The first song is using the first stage. Is, it's, it's a classic. Um, it's also pretty uh, novel for a game. All of the instrumentation that they use and the layers. And it's pretty complex. And it has this um, sort of a progressive kind of feel in to the music. And then the next stage is called Monkey minds And it becomes more... Well, there's a, there's a mind stage. But also the outside um, stages are like in temples or more architectural. The next stage is called Vine Valley, which is, what would you guys call that, foresty?
2: Yeah, yeah, very, very foresty, arboreal. I, I definitely found that, that they, they ramp things up quite a bit in Vine Valley.
1: Yeah, because in, in, in the first two worlds, except for the minecart stage, I, I felt that the games were pretty, you know, fairly balanced uh, in terms of the, the difficulty. But in Vine Valley, you feel like it gets steeper. Then comes Gorilla Glacier, which I guess is how do you guys call this tundra?
0: Snowy, uh, uh, seasonal.
1: Yeah, icy. I don't know if 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 it bother, uh you guys, but the visibility in some of these stages is pretty
0: bad. Can't think of off top of head examples, but I'm sure you're. It,
1: right. it starts snowing, and the snow comes in like layers. First, you see like the, the snow. Oh, yeah. Snowstorm in the distance. Then it becomes closer and closer and closer until it becomes the foreground, right? Yeah, and I don't know. It bothered me. It's a cool idea, though. It's a great idea, uh, but Definitely yeah, <laughs> it, <messes up> well. <laughs> it, it I liked
0: it. Me. I just hated exactly. playing through it.
1: Yeah. The next one is Creme Croc Industries Inc. Industrial. It's industrial. Uh, the water stage, I guess, in polluted water. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I th- I think it's kind of like the weaker. I don't know what you guys felt about this.
2: I liked. I liked the Creme Croc Industries. I felt like it kind of set the stage for, just. Just to kind of show like the, the Kremlins and what they're up to and things like that. So I, I kind of liked it personally, but it was tough. It, was, it had some tough stuff in, in those levels.
1: Most stages uses the same set of mechanics and, and also environmental mechanics, if you want to call it that. But it, there are some special stages that only have that mechanic in them. And one of the ones that it's kind of difficult is the one where the, the lights are turned off. And I think yeah, that's the oh, this would go. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That that was uh, that wasn't more than one, right? It wasn't a couple in total. I thought. I think it may have been two stages. I don't oh. remember twice. maybe I'm wrong, uh, but anyways, yeah, I know those stages. I remember those stages. That was, they were pain in the ass. Yeah. they give you a lot of art. Like I won't even say artificial tension because the tension is there because you fuck up, you're gonna get killed uh, by invincible crazy uh, creatures.
1: Then the last world is called Chimp Caverns, which it it almost feels like a little bit of an afterthought now that I was playing it again. I I breezed through this one. Uh didn't feel like it was that much difficult. But it, it was interesting. It's, it everything happens in in like cave environments and there's a lot of like um those stages where you jump on a platform and is going around the stage and you have to make this really Oh, uh, yeah. convoluted. This I was using a lot of, of, of save states in one particular stage where you had to pick up a barrel and then kind of like hit one enemy to uncover the the other platform that you had to jump on and it was moving, it was falling. Uh,
0: so I have a question. What was your guys' rule with save states and rewinds when playing in the game if you had any in- internal rules?
2: Yeah, um, I definitely was... I was using save states. I was using the rewind time feature on the Switch. Um, and my rule was if I fell... If I died through falling, like into a pit, I would rewind time and, and, and just get back to it. But if I were to die by both Donkey and Diddy being eliminated by being hit by Kremlins, then I would, I would just play naturally. That was my rule.
1: In my case, I beat this game several times uh over the years so i felt really comfortable using uh safe states really liberally uh, because i just wanted to beat the game i just wanted to go through it and and, and remind me of all the stages and
0: i used the uh, safe space states to uh take out the chance of me losing or getting a game over so basically when i hit a checkpoint i would make a safe state and when i died i would reload that checkpoint Every once in a while, I'm sure I used Rewind because I felt pissed off at a cheap fall. Like, I slipped. Like, sometimes you have to be so precise that you just, like, land, and then you tap the button, and you fall off. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not playing through that shit again. And so I would I would uh,
2: Well, that's that's the thing. And it's just, like, I'm always – it's just, like, you learn something in a game, and then sometimes you have to spend ten minutes getting back to that point to use the knowledge that you just acquired. Yeah. Um, And that's why I love rewind features so much, where it's just like, I have the knowledge now, let me literally go back five seconds and apply that knowledge. So that's how I was doing it.
0: I also used it, uh, I made my own checkpoints in the very last fight in the game, because that last fight sucked. By the way, when I beat the game the first time, I put the controller down, like, cool, I got credits, I wasn't even really looking at them, I was like, yeah, I beat it. And then you find out, uh, spoiler alert, the fight's not over, and I died. And I was like, what the fuck? I was so mad.
3: I don't, I don't
2: know why you had such a hard time with King K. Rule. I did not have a hard time with the King K. The first thing I
0: thought was fun is the cannonballs that were getting me. I hated those fucking cannonballs. It took, me, it took me a while to memorize that. But if I had to keep playing through that first two part of the fight over and over, then waiting through the credits, that would have really soured my, my playing, I think, quite a bit. Because then I can't. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, it's too much pressure. Anyway. So after
1: you beat uh, Chim Caverns, uh, it opens up the last world, which is not really a world, but it it appears as a world in the uh, in the map um, because there was no uh, ship on the water, and then it appears. So it feels pretty special when you beat Chim Cavern- Caverns and you see this new part of the map. You go in, but it's not really a world. It's just the the last boss stage, which is
0: the thing that you guys were mentioning. What do you guys think of the last? Well, left is easy. So, how about you, say What do you think of the last fight?
1: Um, definitely in this game, the bosses are the weakest part, I guess. Oh, hell um, yeah. And this is the kind of like the only one that I would consider a boss. The other ones is almost like I I don't know, like a mini boss. I would say, yeah, yeah because um, in, in those are definitions, right? Those are just like labels but I'll, I'll i'll go a little bit into those like in the normal normal world uh bosses is usually you just have to hit like three or four or whatever amount of times most
0: is five i think if, if if you do that
1: there's like a single pattern most there's no yep. different stages to the boss's uh form or anything like that or or patterns um you just kind of like jumping around and it's kind of like the same background like a bunch of bananas in the back and it. Just a giant head coming in. It, it's pretty simple, I'll say. But the last uh, boss, it is it is like a proper boss with, with different kinds of patterns and stuff like that. I never actually liked it. I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, I didn't find it particularly difficult either. Um, it is much harder than the other ones, for sure. But it's also, I don't know, kind of... Bland, I'll say.
0: Cannonballs.
2: Uh, I agree with that completely. Um, every boss is kind of a joke, so he oh, seems okay. like less of a joke in comparison. But in terms of being a proper endgame boss, he wasn't. He wasn't anything to to write
1: home about. Sorry, I keep coming back to the to the sequel, but when you play the sequel and then you come back, you can really feel all the stuff that you're missing from the second game, like the bosses in the second one are so much better and and they're a lot of fun to play right that, that's the problem with with the first game is that the stages are fun to play but the bosses are not really fun to play
0: i felt relieved fighting the bosses because uh they were way easier than the stages <laughs> It's like thank god i can get a break from yeah it was like your time to decompress because it was so fucking easy yeah
1: in that sense i i guess you guys are right but when you're replaying the game you're not really looking forward to the bosses i don't feel like no, maybe, definitely not. Maybe yeah maybe maybe for 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 that, like, oh, you just beat this really hard station, and then you get to to slow down for a little bit that that's yeah. that's I a good feeling, it. but in the second game is like you're going to the boss, and you're like, okay, I got it so it's it's kinda of like the opposite, and it also works because the in the uh the relaxing moment comes after you beat the world, so I don't know, uh something that I wanted to mention is that I and I put a screenshot there. Where you see Gangplank Galleon. This is not really what you see in the first game. This is the the first world of the second game. And you see oh, yeah. and you see the Donkey Kong Country Island in the background there. And you're really starting oh, the game cool. on, on the ship. So that's a pretty uh, cool co- connection too. Yeah, it is. Cool. Like it flows really well from one game to the other.
0: damage system first for for the in case somebody you know was drunk and they accidentally clicked on bonus barrel thinking it was going to be donkey kong and they got our podcast but they're so drunk they're like fuck it i might as well just listen to the whole episode uh and so uh basically we it's a recommendation system where it has as many hearts as there is host set episodes so the game in this case we have three hearts worth of damage and we're able to damage up to one full heart each no damage means we love the game and recommend it to most anybody and full damage means we hate it and would recommend it to nobody. Recommend you don't play it, even. would be against it. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, Lev.
2: So right away I'm I'm I feel super torn because it it, it is like a classic Super Nintendo game that I definitely feel like people should play. But with that being said, Seiji has posted pictures of Super Mario World, Kirby Superstar, <laughs> and Super Castlevania 4. All of which I think are better than Donkey Kong Country. So, if you have to pick, you know, the the essential platformer for Super Nintendo, either of those three games are gonna trump Donkey Kong Country, in my opinion. Fun fun little.
0: Oh, sorry. You ahead. You ahead. I wanted to throw in a fun little game right now, real quick. Uh, Out of the four, rank the four of them. Each of us should rank these four games based on on what we think is best. Oh man, that's super tough.
2: Um, Super Mario World, Kirby, Castlevania, Donkey
0: Kong. Basically the order order that (laughs) Sagey put them in. I would do Super Mario World, Kirby, Donkey Kong, Castlevania. What about you, Um.
1: Yeah, I agree with both of you in any given day I will, I will do both of those rankings right okay. now I would go
2: with <laughs> robs
3: yeah all right sorry left continue
1: that's
2: fine <laughs> um so like it's it's tough to to like I can't I can't go no damage because there's three games that are similar but better um but Jack Country does I, I really do appreciate the fact that like like Sagey said how there's like no like hud for it and it it feels Far more immersive than those other games. I like HUDs though, but it's still it's still a really cool thing that they have done, and they executed yeah, yeah. it really, really well. So I'm gonna go quarter damage to Don Country.
0: That's beautiful, left. All right, I'll go next. Um. Hmm. So yeah, the the game thing, the game comparisons to its contemporaries, is a fun thing. I never really would have thought of. Um, definitely puts things in a bit from spe- perspective. But also another thing that puts things in perspective with this game is. That Seiji keeps telling us how much better the second game is in the series. Right. Now, yeah. If I if I had played that game as well, I might be thinking like, well, if I'm going to recommend any game for Donkey Kong, it's in the second one. So it, by comparison, wouldn't that be no damage, and this be like three quarters or full damage? You could really <laughs> play the second game. Don't waste your time on the first one. It's, it's part of me. And the uh, however, I, I am going to, of course, rank it separately. I like I like the game. Uh, it was fun. It had a lot of a lot of nostalgia for people, even me a little bit, not having played much of it. I still. It exists. Its existence were, was enough to have an impact, or or a stamp in my childhood, enough to think of this game in a weirdly fondly memory, despite having barely played it. Uh, you know, and it's, it's gone on to to live on in other series, other Donkey Kong games that has this reputation for being kind of challenging, and I think that originated from from these games, which is pretty cool. Uh, aesthetically, it's nice. It's it's novel for its time. Like, yeah, the graphics nowadays aren't aren't as hot, obviously. But you look at that, and you think of though this was the best of the of the SNES when it came to uh, 3D graphics and stuff, and it looks it looks really cool. They put a lot of work into it. The history around it's interesting. The lore is fun. Has that great story at the beginning. There's a lot to like about the game. Uh, it is really difficult. I find the platforming, and if you don't like platformers in general, or you're not great at them, then you're gonna have a really really hard time with this game, and you're probably not gonna love it. Uh, as opposed to something like super mario world or super mario 3 where it's easy to recommend because the game despite sometimes being challenging is mostly fun and easy throughout the game and uh, i don't find that to be the case with this one although the bosses are super easy ah, I'm, I'm torn between three quarters and half or no, sorry not cheese is not that high one quarter or half damage i don't know uh
2: yeah i felt that i felt that
0: uh it's a good game but then i think it's dot com country 2 is better so i know i would want to recommend that because of 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 people's opinions on the series and I, 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 I'm gonna go ah people will be mad I don't do go a half damage. Yep. No, I don't know. It's ah. good Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with half damage.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with you guys. Uh but I'll I'll but I'll say a few things. It might take me a while. Um because <laughs> The thing is that I like damaging because um this is kinda of like the, the part where I feel the, the, the least awkward about about talking about the game because it's it's purely editorial, right? It's, it's opinion, yeah. it's this what, what we think. Uh the rest of the stuff we're just talking you know, randomly about a bunch of different things about the game and this trying to describe it, which we're not really gonna do like uh <laughs> uh the perfect job doing that. But you know, in our opinions we're gonna do a perfect job because it's on it's our opinion. So the the thing with games is that it's hard to to compare, like these these four games that we were talking about, because they are obeying different different moments, right? In in, in the development history, in, in video game history, right? The the thing with with Donkey Kong Country is that they weren't uh, trying to perfect the platform, right? They weren't trying to to make a, a sound platformer game, as, as they already existed back in '94, right? What they were trying to do is is to impress the the market. As
0: I said, the focus was like these graphics
1: are amazing, right?
0: Well, look um, at Leffen and, and his dad's story. Like that's a perfect example of exactly what you're talking about.
1: It really is,
2: yeah.
0: So when you look back at, uh, at the development history of
1: this game, and when, and also like we have some experience making games and all the stuff that they had to do. In order to create, well, first, these making models back in the day was not like a, like rendering anything. <laughs> it took I don't know, probably took days, right? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: render farms and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then you have to create you know the sprites, and then you have somehow to compress them in order to you know to fit in a, in a cartridge and all this. Uh, because I, I don't know, like you you guys know a lot a lot more than me, but one of the advantages that you get by doing a, a model instead of of drawing it is that you get all these details and um, uh, fidelity in terms of shadows, and so there's a lot of colors involved, right? So one of the analogies that I was reading is that it's... it's, Imagine somehow transforming a a million-piece jigsaw puzzle into like a hundred-piece jigsaw puzzle, right? Get all that detail into what we see in the game, and I remember the feeling, of never ever seeing something anything remotely similar in the super nintendo and then seeing that i remember that i was taken right i was completely into it like i couldn't believe that i was playing something like that and i was really never a guy that would got that was looking for that right for the uh, for the better graphics i'm still not like i don't (laughs) i don't i don't want to play games on 4k or 5k or whatever like i don't not, not that i don't want to it's just that i don't It's not something Um, something that I would pursue as a consumer, right? Like, oh, this game looks amazing. I'm more interested in in the artistic quality, right? Right. Not the resolution. Um, Which can go hand in hand, but I guess not to me. Um, Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Again, like, I I keep mentioning the second game uh, because a lot of what the game is lacking as a game I think is fixing the... the second one but when i was reading just about this game i was learning about the merits of just this game compared to other games in its time and just for that reason like if you are very interested in getting into the the history into the moment into the mid-90s and what's going on in the mid-90s and you have nintendo fighting against sega and both of them trying to one-up them to one-up each other and you see how Nintendo was trying to go into the same direction with the with the CD attachment that ultimately became the, 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 the PlayStation. Now, remember that by 94, the mm. PlayStation was already out, right? Was it? I thought it was
0: 95 for... Oh, well, maybe you're right.
1: 94, 95, but still, right? Around this time, people were already trying... The market was already trying to move into 3D graphics. So yeah. really, it is most notable because of how Nintendo bamboozled us, right, into believing (laughs) that the Super Nintendo was still, you know, in the vanguard of technology, right? Right. (laughs) Which is really just a trick. It was just a magic trick. It was an illusion, but it worked. And it really saved Nintendo somehow, right? Because they were able to fake this 3D thing on the Super Nintendo and people were like, okay, yeah, still good, right? And you get three more (laughs) games, right? um otherwise i think that without this game probably a lot of people a lot of gamers would have migrated much more quickly to either the sega cd or the 32x or the the playstation because by 95 the playstation was already out that's for sure
0: yeah yes definitely
1: so just for that reason, I would say, hey, people, play it, right? Play it because, you know, understand the, the moment. Now, as a game, I, I I know all of its flaws. Like, I played it, and I felt I, all, of, all of the time that I was playing to it, and I <laughs> I was telling Erica, yeah, I wish I was playing the second one. Um, <laughs> so I can't really say, oh, yeah, no damage and, and all that. So I, I agree with both of your damages, but because of everything that I was learning, and, and it became really nostalgic about this. And you, if you read any video game history book a huge part of the video game console wars in the 90s this is kind of like the last chapter of that yeah. of that war it, it is donkey kong country nobody's going mention... to was that
2: nintendo winning the war would you yeah. say no um, I mean,
1: I would... so nintendo I, I think won the the war against sega yeah yes. but nintendo ended up so damaged that Really, it was so easy for Sony just to, you know, pick up Sega's flag and, you know, run with it. Uh, and ultimately, in that sense, Nintendo also lost, but it, Sega also lost. So it was kind of like a nuclear war with... <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the term? Mutual assur- Assured Destruction? I don't know. Mutual Assured Destruction, yeah. I think that's right.
0: Mutually Assured
1: Destruction, yeah. But, I mean, Nintendo's still alive, and it's still yeah, a, a I great... Sega. It's a great chapter. On 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 that history, nobody's gonna ever mention the second or the third one, especially not the third one. No I don't know. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with with quarter damage because I was between half and quarter. I can't go lower because it nostalgia and all that. But because of all those reasons that I mentioned, I'll go with so that's quarter that's two damage. out of three
0: hearts, right? Two two out of three
1: left. Uh, remaining, so it's two hearts out of yeah. possible
0: three. Three, yeah. It's not too bad. Donkey Kong, not too bad. Definitely
2: worth a try.
0: Well, well, if you have Switch online, absolutely worth a try because it's there free. Sure. Now, issues. now
2: I, I've only like played a little bit of Donkey Kong Country Two, and now I really want to play it though. Like, I really, really want to try it, so I'm just waiting for that to come to the Switch.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. If, if there's anything, if there's anything that you liked in Donkey Kong Country, in the second one, is better, and then there's more.
2: Yeah. See, <laughs> and I also did. Was this? I know this is. A Long retro bonus barrel episode, but we did the episode on sequels that were better than the originals. Oh, Donkey Kong Country you... Two part of that episode? If I was I part remember. of it,
1: <laughs> it should have been. It's what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You're the topic, laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'll I'll just say this. Like in the second one, Donkey gets uh, kidnapped, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's a plus because I don't like playing with Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did he play? Or Dixie plays similar to Diddy, right? Except she can like fly. Yeah. The
1: the physics are similar, but she can. Yeah, he, she has the helicopter hovering thing. Yeah.
0: That's where it's at. And
1: that's right? open up. That opens up the the, the level
0: design. Like why are Peach is the best in Mario Two? Floating. We all disagree. I think Peach is the best in Mario Two. Uh, that's Peach's Peach's got it, man. Peach I am the best in any yeah. she is
1: it was if Peach had the physics of Toad and also she could hover so (laughs) so Dixie's
0: pretty (laughs) OP that's fun I don't know who I'll be playing the most Uh, yeah so I guess that's it for this episode Um, what do you you guys think listeners out there do do y'all like Donkey Kong Would would you recommend it to people I can't wait to find out uh, so thank you for listening. This is Rob. Left. And Seiji. Bye. Bye. Well, I assume none of that's going to make the episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably not.